Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Samach Tes in Erevin. Yesterday we left off at the two dots <coughs> down the page a little bit. Almost halfway down the page. Omer Mar. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Belashon Acheres. Rabbi Yudas told them that the Lashon that Rabbi Mliel or Mliel's father used when he told them, uh, listen, you made an Erev with this guy, with this Stuki, this is what you better do. Maru in the in the Brisa, excuse me, not in the mission, in the Brisa, the gears that we had yesterday at the end of the daf, the Girsa was, as we're quoting now, that he told them, Rabbi Gulil told them, quick do your de- do the things that you need to do before Shabbos, before it gets dark. Not do them make a chazaka in the Mavui or in, in the Mavui. Uh, once it gets dark, so that he can't renege on it, but rather, you got to do, before it gets dark, you know why? Because after it gets dark, it won't help, because the guy's like a guy. Once it gets dark, so you see that the stuki is mamish considered like a guy. So, because he says, you got to do it before dark, because after dark, all bets are off. He can do whatever he wants, which means that, you know, you, you, you can't do it, you can't care anything after dark. Why? Because <coughs> Stuki's like a guy. A guy you can't you can't have bittul rishus. You can't make an error with a guy, and you're finished. There's nothing. There's no choice. Pretty harsh, it, uh, pretty harsh judgment of those. Yeah. yeah well, that's what the question over here is. This drabbonon that they are, that they allowed the bittul. What do they do with the Stuki? Did they consider him like a guy or not? So in the beginning of the Mishnah, not Tanakama was says yes that he's considered like a guy. And we all said apparently in the Mishnah he's not a guy. Stuki's not a guy because he said that in the court, the lashon of the Mishnah was. Take care of things, or, you know, make a chazak on it before he reneges on it, before he reneges on his bit. Because he could do bit, so he's like a Jew. That's Lashon of the Mishnah, but Lashon of the, of the Brisa in Rabbi was that he told him, take care of it before it gets dark, because once it gets dark, there's no bit with him. It's over, he's like a guy. By non-time, we learn in the Mishnah, take care of your things. In other words, take stuff into the Chatzar, be Mishnamish with it. Take advantage of this that he was mabatled for you before he takes his own stuff out and tries to renege on it. So it's mashma that the bittel helps as long as he didn't renege on it, and, and, and as long as he did a chazaka before he tried to renege on it. But if he would renege on it before he did a chazaka, he could renege on it, because he can't rely on the guy. So he says, So it's mashma that he's, he's considered like a Jew, just that you should make a chazaka before he changes his mind. So it's changed the words of the Mishnah to mean Enachanami. That Rabbi Yudah considers him to be a guy, and don't use Acha until he takes stuff out, but rather do your things before the day goes out. In other words, before it gets dark, because once it gets dark, no bitl, no Arab will help with a guy. With a stuki, he's like a guy. It's a different kind of stuki. A stuki is, a, is a, an apostate, a person who doesn't, uh, doesn't follow the Torah. So what, what is that kind? So it's different kinds of members. One is Mechal Shabbos Befer Hesia. It's the worst kind of a Jew. We'll see that the, 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 he might even be considered like a, uh, a person of Oda Vazar. A person being Mechal Shabbos, the simon of our, of our Judaism is Shabbos. And Mechal Befer Hesia in public, that means you have no regard at all for the Torah. And you, in fact, you want to shame it. So you're like an apostate. So he says, it depends. If you're Mechol, if you only do it, meaning you're embarrassed. 
At home, you're going to turn on the TV and do what you're stuck. But if so, the rabbi sees you in the street, you're not going to, you're going to get out of the car. You're not going to do anything on purpose in front of in this thing. So, so in a case like that, when you're a betzina, then you're like a Jew. But if you're a Shabbos before Hesia, then you're like a guy. So that'll be the difference between the Mishnah and the Bryson. The Mishnah is speaking about where you did it, betzina, so you're considered like a Jew. And the Bryson is speaking where you did it for Hesia, you're considered like a, Jew, or like a guy. They're really not talking about stupid. They're just using the terms. No, they're talking about stupid. Because stupid were just where people didn't accept Torah Right. Right. So, so, so again. I mean, classic stukim. They seem to be right, using right. it here to mean. Yeah, it's 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 like everything else. It gets it's used up, but it means a person didn't accept it, yeah. and therefore he didn't really keep but the Torah. A Jewish guy. Without without yeah, a Jewish yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he meant in the in the literal term the what the stukim were. They were why were they called stukim? Because they followed Sadok. There was some guy there who led them and said, you don't have to keep the you know the, the founder of the conservative movement, whatever you know. It was a kohen. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So I'm just saying. So he was. So, but that, that was how it started out. So they didn't keep Tarsha Pe. Once you don't keep Tarsha Pe, right. what, what does it say? Does it say in Tar you can't drive? No. So they drove, you know what I mean? All these things. Okay, so you're going to consider someone who drives a goy. No, in the beginning I was thinking when they used the term Stuki is because all the, all the halakhos we're talking about now with Arabic are Midrabana, right. which they didn't accept. Yeah. So that would be a reason not to exclude it. But now, yeah. Right. When you're talking about Mahalo Shabbos, talking about what the Rabbana made a rule about, right? So Mahalo Shabbos, something else, right? But it could also be a person, that, yeah, it, right? It could be. It's a general term. That's right. It could be. It's a general term, right? Right. All right, so, and, and as you're saying that a Mahalo Shabbos is a person who doesn't keep the Torah Shabbos either, either, presumably, presumably, yeah, you know, presumably, you know that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the right, 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 right. Whatever the stukum were, right? They might have started off as that group, and then it came. The word stukum came to include all kinds of apostates. In any case, if he's mechal shabbos first, he's like a guy. If he's the rabbis consider him like a guy, and he can't make an error at all, he can't be vatul shus. If he's mechal shabbos betzina, then he could be vatul. Kamanos, a lot of time, who does the following brayso go like mumer begilut panim, a person who's an apostate or a gilut panim? It says vigilut panim. Gilut panim, as Rashi says, is a chutzuf, a person who's got chutzpah. Just because a person's got chutzpah, a lot of people have chutzpah. It doesn't mean that they're apostates. He's, a, he's an apostate with chutzpah, meaning he doesn't for hesia. Any who's that Because he has a locha like a guy. He's not really a guy, but he's a locha like a guy. A person went out with a like a signet ring, a ring that had a stamp on it. And the Gemara of Shabbos says that if they're made out of two different materials, you can't go out with that on Shabbos because it's like carrying something. So he went out and carried it. Even the Chazar of Yudah, when he saw Rav Yudah, the, the, the president of the Jewish people, Rav Kasi he covered it up. In other words, he was embarrassed because he had that thing in his hand. So, so he said that, a guy like that, who's not Mechal Shabbos, but for Hesia. You know, he tried to get away with something, you know, but when somebody sees him, he's embarrassed about it. It's not Shabbos Shabbos That's not a Chotzef, and a guy like that could be involved with Shus, according to Rabbi Yehuda, as we said, between the Mishnah and the Brisa. The Rabbi Yehuda says, if he's a Mechatzef Shabbos then he's then he's like, actually like a guy. Otherwise, he could be involved with Shus, except still, we saw in the Mishnah, what does that mean? That uh, 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 even though he can involved with better, Rabbi Yehuda says, take care of your stuff, before Shabbos, or after Shabbos starts, but make a chazak in it before he changes his mind. So once he makes a chazak, he can't change his mind. Amar Funa, Ezer Yisrael Mummer. The presumption was when Rafuna says, who is Yisrael Mummer, that means a person who's a general Mummer, that he's a Mummer for everything, and he probably also cannot be involved with Shus. Ezer Yisrael Mummer. Sam Shabbos before Hesia. 
person from for Esfi, he's a general mum. So the Gemara now says, what do you mean? That doesn't fit in. Why is that the symbol? I'm of Nachman. So Rav Nachman said to Rav Huna, come on, who are you going? Iker Meir. Person doesn't keep any of the six hundred thirteen commandments is considered like he keeps none of them because if he's if he's if he's assumed not to care about tzitzis or not to care about this mitzvah or that mitzvah he doesn't keep the Torah at all so why do you why do you use mechal shabbos for Hesia as a as a, a sign of this person if he goes according to a mayor if he doesn't keep any of the mitzvahs he's considered a mummer and if he goes according to rabbanon then any, if he doesn't keep any one of the mitzvahs, even a mitzvah like tefillin or anything else, he should be considered a mummer. They are more mekel. They say just because you don't keep just because you don't keep one mitzvah doesn't mean you throw away the whole Torah. Unless you are a mummer for us because us is considered shakol kol because the pasuk says. If you don't do all these mitzvahs, and the Gemara says it's referring to Avodah over there, so if you don't keep Avodah Zarah, that's like you don't keep the whole Torah. But if you just skip one mitzvah, whether it be Tefillin or Shabbos or any other mitzvah, apparently, that doesn't make you a mummer. So who are you going like? According to Armeir, it could be any of the mitzvahs makes you a mummer. What's you don't the definition keep... of mummer? Mummer? mummer is an apostate, a person, a person who rejects the Torah. So... So uh, again, that's his question. He says, if you if you machal shabbos for hesya, then you're like a general mummer. Then we assume you don't do mitzvahs. Who says that? Rameir says any one of the tari mitzvahs makes you a mummer. And the rabbanon say that unless you reject the whole Torah, you're not a mummer. Yeah, Except you do avodazar. Avodazar. If you if you do avodazar, that's a mummer, but not shabbos. Is a mummer considered a Jew or not? He's still, he's a Jew. He's a Jewish apostate. So he said legabe legabe legabe. Can you go to base? No. Okay. Oh, it can it can be anything. He's he rejected the Torah. The key is he rejected the Torah. You know, he 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 rejected the Torah. So so uh, uh, what what is considered rejecting the Torah? Rameir says if you reject any one of the mitzvahs, it's like you remember. Rabbanu say, yeah. No, he's still a Jew. He's still a Jew. Still a Jew. Still a Jew. Let's say he doesn't convert. No, but let's say he doesn't. Let's say he's an atheist. He doesn't have to Jew? be. Okay, he's still, a Jew. he's still a Jew. All these things he's Jewish. Yes, you bury him in a Jewish cemetery. Yisrael of Pishachata Yisrael. However, the rabbis consider him a guy, legabi certain things. So, for example, they wouldn't accept his testimony. In this case, they wouldn't allow him to involve him. The rabbis put certain strange, certain strange, strange things on him so that he, you know, we, we don't include him in a minion. We don't give him an aliyah. You know, all kinds of stuff that the rabbis said. This is how you have to treat him until he until he repents, or or we'll see different uh, if he if he's a real mummer. So that question is, what do we mean by a mummer here? General mummer? Did Rav Huna say a general mummer? So what did he mean? A contra mayor? Any one of the mitzvahs will do a contra bonan only avodah So what do you mean in Machal Shabbos before Hesia? You're considered a mummer. What's going on? So several answers. Amr Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak litin That we're speaking about over here. We're not speaking about is he a general mummer. Right, that he's a general, that he's not believed anything. He's considered almost like a guy, even though he's technically Jewish. And we don't mean like Rabbanu. We mean that that if he's Machal Shabbos for Hesia, we don't allow him to mivatel his rishus or to get rishus. That's what we can't. But like like a guy. In our case, we're talking about being mivatel rishus, litein rishus to give rishus to other people, to give over his, to relinquish his possession in the chutzur or the house to other people. Mivatel rishus. Ukeretanya Yisrael Mumer. Israel, who's a mummer, who keeps Shabbos, but Farhesia in the street, but Vatal Rishos, he can Vatal Rishos. 
even though he's a, he says he's a mummer, he's an apostate, he doesn't keep certain halachas, but if, Shab- if he keeps Shabbos, we, let, we allow him to invite the Rishos. Right? But if, let's say, he's a mechal Shabbos for Esya, he doesn't invite the Rishos. Neisham Yisrael, no to Rishos. A Jew can take Rishos from other people in the Chatzah or give Rishos. And he has to, to rent the place from him. So we're saying that a Yisrael who's a mummer in the sense that he, what, he's Mechal Shabbos, but for Hesia, in public, he's Mechal Shabbos, he doesn't care. He's like a guy in that sense. Of course, he's technically Jewish. He's still chayv in the mitzvahs. Try to get him to do tshuva. But, uh, but he's considered like a guy in this sense. He can't vant to Rishus, he has to rent to Rishus. Kate said, Omerlo, you tell him, Rishus, let's say he says, my Rishus is nicknamed to you, Rishus, Mavotas, Lachor, Mavotas, the same thing. So, you don't need a special, you don't have to be mezakinous, you don't have to make a king. That's an example of one where he's not mevat, where, where he's uh, not mechal Shabbos before Hesya. So, in a case like that, where with, uh, in a case where he's not mechal Shabbos before Hesya, then you could be mevat l'rushus, and when you're mevat l'rushus to him, or he's mevat l'rushus to you, no kinyan is required. Remember we said yesterday you can make a chazaka on Shabbos? If you make the chazaka, that keeps him from reneging, but you don't have to make the chazaka. Okay, it's, it's, it works even without a chazaka. That's what the Rabbanan's gzera was. Okay, so Rabbanan, which is Kanila, which is Mvadlaslaha, then Kanavain Sarchlasigas. Ravashi gives a different answer. So, one answer we said is, what does Rafuna mean that the guy's a mummer, a person with Chashavs for Esya? He doesn't mean Lagabi all, he's a general mummer, Lagabi everything in the Torah for Adis, he's always considered no good. It just means Lagabi Shabbos, he can't be Mavatl Rushus if he's Machal Shabbos for Esya. Ravashi gives a different answer. Hi Tanu, the Chamir La Shams Kavadazar. Goes like this Tanu who considers it shops like what is our meaning goes like the Rabbanan. Rameir says if you do if you don't keep any mitzvah, tzitzis, a little mitzvah, you don't keep stuck or whatever, you're a mummer. If you deny any of the mitzvahs, you're a mummer. The Rabbanan say no, only if you only if you do Avodazar you consider it a mummer, unless you actually reject the whole Torah. But but if you, if it's if it's one mitzvah to not make you into a mummer, no, unless the mitzvah is Avodazar. Comes along this Tanu to say Shabbos is like Avodazar too. Shabbos is one of the things we said that Shmir Shabbos is can I get the whole Torah cooler. Why was, so was, was Rabbi Meir so strict? Why was he so strict? Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, he's, he's befriending this guy. Is it the same Rabbi Meir that uh, they learned from Acher? Is that the same guy? Yeah, yeah. Here he is. is well, well, you know, that's what it says. On an individual basis, you've got to get him to do tshuva, but he's considered a mumble. The guy be the halachas that the rabbi said. So it's always, uh, you know, how do you, how do you draw the line? So, so, yeah. So the high town of the Chamir Allah Shabbos Kodos Arkeretanya, Mikem, because when you bring a carbon, it says, Adam Kiakrav Mikem, bring from you a carbon, Adam Kiakrav Mikem, a carbon Lashem. It says, Mikem, from you, not all of you, Lokulchem, Pratn Mummer. A Mummer can't bring a carbon. But then it says, where are we making the difference? Mikem, when we're talking, when we're talking about the parsha of B'nai Yisrael bringing a carbon, it doesn't say Ishish. It says Adam. We're talking about a. We're talking about Jewish people. So we're saying by Jewish people, Mikem Bochem Chalakti. Among the Jews, I separated. I made a difference between Jews who are observant and those who aren't. Velobu Umas, but not by Goyim. By Goyim, when we accept their carbon, if he wants to bring a Neder and a Dava, they're all Goyim, right? So there's no good and bad ones. We, in terms of uh, mitzvahs, they don't keep many of the mitzvahs. So we, we didn't separate between them. In other words, if a guy brings a carbon, which he's not mechuyif, brings a dan or a dava, we accept that we don't look at his background. Minabahema, what does benabahema mean? Now, of course, the literal translation is you bring the carbon from the animals. But times when we talk about the owner is an animal, you bring it on mikem, minabahema, lavi benanam adamalad, to bring it to include animals, people who are like animals. What does that mean? People like animals who don't recognize the Boreola. Mikan Omer, Mikam Kabbalah, 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 Mikam
you say that you, that, that you can bring carbonos, accept carbonos from people who are like animals, you see you can accept carbonos from Poshi Yisrael, from sinners, to encourage them to do tshuva. Chutzman HaMomer, except for a momer, an apostate, a menasach person who does a vodazara, he dates wine for him, or machal shabbos parhesia. Ah, so he says, includes chal shabbos parhesia together with menasach Now what's going on over here? It's a What's going on with this b'risa? B'risa says, you don't accept a agufakasha. Amrit mikem, v'lo mikulcham, and not all of them, lahotzi has a momer, you don't accept the karma from a momer. Then you say, you accept for karma from sinners. So what's going on? First he says you don't accept from a mummer, and then you say you do accept from sinners. Solo kasha. If he's a mummer, he denies the whole Torah to he doesn't keep any Torah all then he can't accept. If he just doesn't keep one mitzvah, you could accept from him. He's a poshea and try to encourage him. Hey, Masefa. Sefa says, Chutzman a mummer, but Manasach Yayin. So, hi, Mummer, what kind of mummer are you speaking about? You don't accept. That's what we said already. You don't accept from a mummer. If he's a mummer for one thing, Kasha Mitziasa, Mashiach in the middle said, you do accept from Poshi Israel, presumably ones who just sinned and didn't keep one mitzvah. So, how do you say you don't, keep, you don't accept from a mummer for one mitzvah? He's not a mummer for either Nisach Avodazara or Machal Shabbos Parfahes. Alma Avodazara, Vashabbos, Kiyadadi, and Shmamina. So the Brites comes out saying this You accept the carbon from anybody except from Mum if he denies the whole Torah. If he denies one mitzvah, Poshishol, then it's okay. Unless he's a Mummer for Avodazara for Shabbos, because that's bad. That's like, that's like being denying the whole Torah. And therefore, therefore when Rafuna said that Ezo Yisrael Mummer is that Machal Shabbos Parfahes, that's considered like the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan say one mitzvah like Avodazar makes you a mummer. Well, it goes like the Shita that Shabbos is like Avodazar. Says the Mishnah. We, we learned some, most of these items in this Mishnah we learned before. We have to help. Anshe Chatzar Several people in Chatzar, let's say 10 people in Chatzar. One guy forgot to make it, be included in the Arab. From his house, you can't take in and out into the Chatzar because he was not included. Lo Vulahem. Now, what does that mean? We'll see what it's speaking about where at the end he forgot, so what did he do? He didn't include an Arab son Shabbos. He was Mavatal his Rishus to them. We'll see it's speaking about where he's Mavatal his Chotzer. He's Mavatal his Rishus in the Chotzer. So from his house, you can't go into the Chotzer out. Even they can't. Why? Because when he's Mavatal his Chotzer, we said, remember, this is the Sheet of We described it yesterday. Sheet of Rabbonim is Mavatal his house, is the Chotzer. He's not Mavatal his house, only the Chotzer. So he gave his chotzer, his share of the chotzer goes to them. So the chotzer is a common rishus with everybody else that was included in the air. Mama? But here he's saying that you could have a house without a chotzer. You could stay in the house without the chotzer. So his, but he didn't give his house, he only gave his chotzer. So he's saying like this. From his house, nobody could take into the chotzer and out. It's also for him, because he has no share in the chotzer, and they have no share in his house. His house is a separate shus, and all of them who made an Erev together, they have one common shus. Their houses and their chotzer is like one common shus. V'shalahem, their houses, mutar and lovalahem. Their houses can go in and out of the chotzer. They're part of the Erev. Even he who is not included can go into their house as a guest and take stuff from their house into the chotzer, because there's an Erev over there. Not to his house. Vishalahem, their house is Mutulovalahem. Nasnu Lorushus. Let's say the reverse. Let's say they all gave one guy Rishus. They said, okay, we're we're withdrawing, we're going away, you can have Rishus. Who mutter? He's mutter to take stuff from his house into there. The Hainasur and their Asur. And we'll see Hainasur means even his house. 
Now, why? They should be able. They should be a guest in his house. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't they be able to take stuff from his house and the chutzah? So, see, because one person is a guest by many. You know, he can, he can be a chutzah. He can be a he can be a, a guest for several people. But one guy who has the house and nine other people aren't considered rochav. That's not the derech. The one guy's there and nine people come to him. They're not guests. Hayushnayim. Listen, says. Let's say there were two. Now we'll see what we're talking about. I think Mar's going to say his. Right. Let's say there were two people left and they didn't make an air between them. They asked for one upon the One person give her shus and can receive shus. In other words, what was it really mean? They were speaking about where they gave him shus. It wasn't like they were involved shus to one person, nine person. Not eight of the people were involved shus to two of the guys, to Reuben and Shimon. Doesn't help. You know why? Because Reuben and Shimon have no air between them. Right? So it doesn't help. If, if there's no air of involved shus to one guy, okay, so the whole place is his. Their houses, their chutz, it's all like his house. But, but, they, but, uh, but they're, and, and as, as if they're involved with just one, so his house, the whole chutz is his, and the house is his, and they can't carry anywhere else. But let's say they're involved to two guys, Reuben and Shimon, but they have no air, and therefore it doesn't work. When must you give her shus? Bishami says it has to be modium before Shabbat starts. Basil says no, it be Why? Because it's not a regular Kenyan. You're not supposed to make Kenyan on Shabbos. Again, Midaraisa might work, but the rabbi said you don't want, you don't want to make Chamanker on Shabbos. But Basil says since you're only withdrawing, you're not really giving it over, you're just mistalic your shus, it's okay even on Shabbos. Let's say we had this, we had this yesterday twice. So let's say a person gave his Rishus to somebody else, Vahotzi, and then. He ignored what he gave, and he himself took it from his rishus into from his house into the chotzer. Then Oser. He asks on the other ones they were mayor because he's reneging. Can you renege? Yes, we said yesterday. If the people you gave it to did not make a a chazaka, didn't make a kinyan. Only because mezid says when I took it on purpose, that means I'm trying to renege. Bishogig means I forgot, and therefore I didn't really ask her it on you. So the Gemara now says, and explaining the beginning of the Mishnah, Beisahuda Osir Hachatzer Ushar. We understand. You say his house is Osir, right? You can't carry from his house, and the Chatzer is Mutter. Hechidam, what's the case? Either bottle Beiso, either bottle. If he was Matzah, it's just Beiso my Osir. If he was Matzah, everything to the people Chatzer. Why can't they carry from his house into the into the Chatzer too? Them. Why can't they carry from his house into the Chatzer? Either low bottle. If he was Matzah, it's just Chatzer my Osir. Why is it Mutter is Chatzer? Why is it Mutter? For them to carry in and out of, his, of the chatzer, if he wasn't involved with the shush, the answer is my skin, like we explained before. Don't you bitl rishus chatzer v'lo bitl rishus beso? See, if you involve everything, then there's no question. But if you're speaking, you're involved with the rishus of You didn't mention your house. That's the question because Sefer not like Rebbelezer that we learned then the second pair. Rebbelezer in the second pair says you're involved with your chatzer, involved with rishus too. Because Sefer Rabbanan involved with rishus chatzero, rishus beso. If he wasn't involved, why? The Dayanish provides both chatzer. Possible person who lives in a house without a chutz. So he stays indoors all day, like a rainy day, stays inside and reads a book. So it's possible to live in a house without a chutz. So you revatel your chutz to them so that everybody else in the chutz in their houses can carry from the chutz into their houses. You will revatel your house. So your house you kept for yourself, but you can't carry from your house into the chutz, nor can anybody else carry from your house into the chutz because your house is your rishus, and the chutz is a common area to everybody else. But theirs is mutter for them in my time. Why can he carry? Even though he can't carry from his own house into the chutzner, he can carry from their houses into the chutzner because if he goes to their house, he's a guest. So if you're a guest, you can carry in the other guy's house too or into his chutzner. It's all one common rishus. Let's say 
they gave him his rishos, then he can carry. Why? Because he owns the chotzer. He can carry from his house into the chotzer and vice versa. But nobody else can carry. Why do you say that they are also, it's mashma, they are even also to carry from his house into the chotzer. But he owns the whole chotzer and he owns his house. What's the problem? Means any amount, a larger amount, more than let's say two. So, one guy, if he's compared to five guys, you know, if he's the only guy who doesn't have uh, not part of the air, if he can go into their house and carry from their house into the chutzah because they made a common air, if he's a guest there. But you don't say that the other five or ten are all guests in his house. Guest means you have to sleep over? No, it just means that it just... If you invite me to your house, I can carry... Because it's not, it's not. See, if nine people are trying to carry from his house, it's trying, that's considered like they're trying to reclaim the, the, their, their chutzah. That's not considered like a guest, like I'm just in your house. What are nine people doing in your house? Nine people in your house means they're trying to take over the house. Right, right. Shmamino. Right, Shmamino. We're assuming now that what happened over here was this, that the whole mission is one case. What happened? One guy forgot to make an Erev. Okay, so what did he do? He was Mavatla's wishes to them. Okay, that's what he said. Does the house include it or not include it? The rabbi said the house is not included. Then they turned around, they were Mavatla's wishes to him. We're presuming that it's one long case. Then Nasan Lovershusan. So you see over here to the Shiloh, or proof to the Shiloh we discussed yesterday. Shmuel said you can't be Vatan Vatlan. And they disagreed with him and they said you could. Shmuel Vatan Vatlan is a Hakamar. Nasan Lovershusan Mikar, it's two different cases. The first case was he gave, he was Vatan Vashus to them. He was the one excluded. The second case was they are Vatal, they are Vashus to him, Mikar. In other words, that then who mutter behainasun that he's mutter and they're also that's not some one long case it's two separate cases and therefore it's no right to mabat mechosamat hayushnayim bosun zelzeh now think about this let's say there were two so again there were ten guys in the chotzer and there were and they and two guys they're not included in there and they're mavatul rishus to Reuben and Shimon so we say over there hayushnayim bosun zelzeh pshita obviously if there's no air how can that chish lo tzricha the hard chad min ayavatul yichavei here's the case eight the other eight guys were mavatul rishus to Reuben and Shimon. Now, Reuben and Shimon still have no heir, so what's, what does it help? Of course, they can't carry. The answer is then Shimon went and was mavatal his rishus to them, to Reuben. So, Ma'ud is saying, I think literally that should be okay, because at the end of the day, it's one guy. He doesn't need an heir if he owns the whole thing. Kamashman Kivan David, listen to this far. Kivan David, the bottle, Lohavi Shalisha by Chotzer. When the other eight were mavatal rishus to Shimon, could he carry at that point? No, because Reuben also ostered on him. So, that, so that bittel is not considered a bittel. When the other eight were vatal, the rishistim, it didn't take effect. Bittel only works if when I do the bittel, then it has an effect, and the other guy can now is rishistim, he can carry through the whole thing, or you can be his guest if you're one guy, right? But if but if the bittel never took effect, why? Because when they were vatal, they were vatal both Reuben and Shimon, and Reuben and Shimon couldn't carry because they asked her upon each other. The whole bittel never affected. So I might. So now when Shimon turns around as vatal his share to Reuben, it's worthless. Why? All he can vatal is his own share, the one-tenth share that he has in the chutzr. But the eight-tenth shares, or the four out of the eight that he adopted from them, didn't really work because they were number because it didn't work because well, because well, te- he can. Technically, why doesn't it work? Is it like zero that it doesn't work? No, it, no, it's technical. It's technical. It doesn't work technically because. Bittel only works when, at the time that they're mavatel, it helped for him to be able to do his job. He could carry now. But here, the, when the eight were mavatel to the two, Reuben and Shimon, even though technically they own 50% of it, it didn't work, because neither one could carry. I mean, because, I mean, you think about it, I mean, if I want to be mavatel something, yeah. 
No, but the bitzel. What's the difference whether it comes? Ah, ah, because that's that, that's how the rabbi set up the bitzel. That's, that's the point. That's the rabbi set up the bitzel. The bitzel only works when it has an effect right away. Otherwise, it's worthless. Shachanosim was just more That's sort of a synopsis. We said that if mivatul to two, then it doesn't work because one guy could be mivatul to somebody else and he can accept. Two guys can give her shus, two or more, 20, 100 people can give her shus, but they can't be makabo shus. Isn't that all just a repetition? No, Sulamali. Enos, and if you say the one guy can give her shus, we said, one guy can give her shus to others. Enotel, also Tanina, that they can be vatal shus, and we all learned it in the same Mishnah. It's a safe, it's The Kiddush is the safe. Shnaim knows the shus. Hanami Pshita, the two people can give her shus, also the Rapashu that we mentioned before, two or a hundred. Now the same, but no. Leagues are Dilma, also live too late. Here is a Kiddush. I might think that two people can't give Rishus either. Why? Because since two people can't accept Rishus, again, because it doesn't work, they can't care because they offer upon each other, Dilmas, I might think that if we allow two people to give Rishus, you might allow two people to accept Rishus. Kamash, we don't make the exam. Two people cannot accept Rishus because they offer upon one another. But, they, but two people could, could give Rishus to a third. They note Rishus, and they don't take Rishus. Again, Lamali. So that's also obvious. Lamali, Lotsricha. Even though the eight people, said to the two, we know when we give it to you, Michael, it's not going to work because you can't carry it. But you guys accept it, Amanas, that you work it out between. We don't want to give it to one. We don't want to choose between the two of you. So we say, we're going to give it to the two of you, Amanas, that you're going to be, one of you is going to be magnet to the other one. Still doesn't work that way. It's got to be the bit only works the way the Chacham said it, otherwise it doesn't work at all. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Boy, I mean it.